The Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. You are listening to Take 5 with Alex. I've been reading so much about idolatry in the Bible lately that I don't think it can be by accident. If God wants us to sit up and take notice, He'll make sure we get the message loud and clear. Idolatry in Bible times was very easy to identify. People physically worshipped idols, and mostly didn't make a secret of it. In Genesis 31, Rachel had taken the household idols, and her father Laban pursued Jacob and his whole family to find them. Rachel hid the idols, and Laban went back home empty-handed. Just look at the golden calf that Aaron sculpted in the desert when Moses took too long to come down from the mountain. Exodus 32 verse 19 So it was, as soon as he came near the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing. So Moses' anger became hot, and he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. It didn't matter what the reason or the motivation was that why Aaron had made the calf. The fact remains, the people worshipped it. Exodus 20 verse 1 to 6, And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. Matthew 22, verse 36 to 40. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. In Ezekiel 8, God gives Ezekiel a vision of the secret idolatry that's going on in the temple in Jerusalem. He saw a woman mourning for the god Tammuz, men worshipping the sun at the door of the temple, and 70 elders worshipping idols in a secret chamber. I don't know whether this was symbolic or real. Either way, it was and still is not acceptable to God to have any other gods before him. If we profess to love God, we cannot have anything or anyone more important to us than Him. What can be more what can become more important than God if we aren't physically worshipping idols? Our children, our spouse, our job or business. What about the church? We can become so involved in the church and different programs in the church that they actually become more important than God. What about our leisure time? I know if we work, we feel that we deserve to have time to relax. But what if God asks us to do something for Him in that time? Are we willing to do it? I'm not doing a guilt trip here. I'm just asking you to think about it. Romans 2 verse 3 to 4 
Um, this is the message version. You didn't think, did you, that just by pointing your finger at others, you would distract God from seeing all your misdoings and from coming down hard? Or did you think that because he's such a nice God, he'd let you off the hook? Better think this one from the beginning. God is kind, but he's not soft. In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. We must not be deceived into thinking that just because God isn't consuming people with lightning bolts when they sin against him, that it's okay to do whatever we like. God loves us so much that he was willing to give the ultimate sacrifice for us so that we can be saved. Are we willing to put him first in our lives too?